0: Let's get ready to talk about Rumble. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A podcast. Great new animated movie coming to Paramount Plus this Wednesday, December 15th, Rumble. And joining me, director Hamish Grieve. Hamish, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, I'm very happy to be here.
0: I'm very happy to have you on. This is loosely based on the graphic novel Monster on the Hill, but you also put this wrestling spin on it. What inspired you to uh, take a look at this graphic novel and give it that wrestling twist?
1: Um, I think, you know, you know how animation works and, and development. It was a very uh, long process and many like twists and turns um, but kind of ended up with this great, graphic novel about Victorian monsters in England <laughs> ended up a giant wrestling uh, film, <laughs> so I can't say that I was the one behind behind all of this, I think the six years or so it took to get to me were part of that, I think very similar to How to Train Your Dragon, it was this great source material that really inspired people and uh, and then it kind of just took on a life of its own.
0: Amazing, six years and then it got to you and, and wow, yeah. The, the wrestling is fun, the wrestling's really cool and you've got WWE directly involved in this. What were some of the most exciting parts about collaborating with them on the, the tone and the feel of it all?
1: Well, very early on, Becky Lynch, otherwise known as The Man, <laughs> who's a, a you know one of the top female wrestlers, actually came to Paramount and I had lunch with her and kind of did a deep dive. Um, cause I will admit my, my experience of the current wrestling world was somewhat limited at the time. Now, of course, I'm not a super fan, <laughs> having had such a deep dive in it. But Becky came and, um, had some great chats with her, and of course, she's in the movie. And then WWE kind of were great in getting, and we went to WrestleMania, and I was kind of behind the scenes there, and down on the floor, and, um, you know, in the executive boxes, and just seeing that insane world, and really getting a, some great insights into the art of it and the athleticism of it and the big show of course. So it was amazing to get kind of learn. Yeah, and then I was sort of a fan from the eighties of uh of WWF and there was even a British wrestling scene which was somewhat less impressive than, than WWF and you know I'm from I'm from England so I, I even put some Easter eggs for my um childhood British wrestling <laughs> icons in there.
0: There you go. Yeah, glad you had the opportunity to do that. And yeah, that is a uh, wrestling fan's dream to be able to experience the WWE events like you were able to do that. And I I think kids and parents will love watching this together. And what you really capture well, especially early on, Hamish, is the feel that we're in an energetic sports town. I was in Philadelphia recently for an Eagles game. How did you want to portray that sports town feel in Rumble?
1: Yeah, we talked. We talked a lot about that because you know it, it is a sports movie, really. You know, there were lots of references to like Green Bay, and um, you know, again, as, a, as an English person, <laughs> I'm an Arsenal fan, and that feeling on match day when you know the whole neighbourhood is is marching towards the stadium was something that I tried to capture. It's a wrestling film, but it's really about all of that 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 love of sports and kind of throwing yourself with <laughs> a passion into a crazy, crazy thing.
0: And all that love you feel for Arsenal and for soccer football has uh, crossed the pond to us through Ted Lasso over the last couple years. So we're all getting that energetic feel as well. And and with this movie, you've got human girl Winnie and wrestling monster Steve. He is 22 tuds. He's 43 feet tall. They team up. It's interesting to watch the size proportions of everything when it comes to a lot of the scenes. How was it trying to do all of that with the animation?
1: I mean, honestly, that was the biggest challenge of this movie. But like any good challenge, I feel like actually, it actually made us make really interesting choices and, and come up with really creative solutions. Because trying, trying to get a two-shot or an over-the-shoulder with uh, one character who's you know almost 50 feet tall and one character who's 5 feet tall is difficult. So you have to come up with these... You know ways to get her to get her up in the frame, and you have to choose these interesting compositions. And I actually think that's one of the most exciting things about the movie is it feels it feels very different from standard animation films because the scale is so different and the choices that we we have to make to, to make it work <laughs> as, a, as a kind of two hander. And it's kind of quite an intimate film. Their relationship, so creating that intimacy with that <laughs> giant scale was. It was a real challenge, but I think really interesting as well.
0: Yeah, you definitely pulled that off. It was really cool to watch the, the scale and the proportions and, and uh, the camera angles in certain shots. It definitely is. You are also the co-writer of Rumble. I really like... You're not supposed to like Tentacular. He, he's the villain in this, but I like how you wrote that character, what he says, what he does, how Terry Crews is able to uh, give that voice performance. What were some of your goals, without giving too much away, with how you wanted to give us Tentacular?
1: Well, obviously, there's a lot of kind of touchstones in wrestling, like the whole, you know, the heel turn and going from the face to the heel. Um, and that just showmanship and you know the rock and you know the greats in the 80s as well like hulk hogan and all, all of these guys had these amazing kind of character arcs so that was a big part of it and then terry cruz obviously is terry and we had some great conversations before um before he started because he was a professional athlete obviously he was a um, american football player and then he kind of bounced around. He wasn't actually a professional wrestler, but he did this kind of gladiator thing. So he was very aware of that, that world of being an athlete and that kind of um, hunger that you need and the sort of dark side of that, almost. that, Like, to, to be the best at something, you kind of have to need to destroy or <laughs> vanquish your opponent. <laughs> so we talked about that coming into it, and then, you know, we obviously wanted him to be like a... a great villain I think that was really important to me as well that he was a smart villain and you were aware of his his motivations were as interesting as our our, our main characters and actually very similar in a lot of ways so yeah all of that kind of came together and then you you put it in a giant shark creature with (laughs) tentacles and it sort of becomes its own crazy thing He is a
0: a smart villain, and a villain you're interested to see what he does next. And you're also interested and thoroughly entertained with Mac and Mark. The Mac and Mark show, the commentators in this, you got Stephen A. Smith along with Jimmy Chaitreau. They are hilarious. Congratulations on having these characters and these voice actors. They are fantastic.
1: Yeah, I mean, with Stephen A. Smith, it wasn't so much directing as just saying... And go. <laughs> so yeah, he would he would give us like exactly what we wanted, which was himself. Kind of, I don't know. Can you can you ratchet up Stephen A. Smith? I feel like he was pretty much at ten all the time, and and you know it was it was just so much fun to just watch him go. And then Jimmy is like a great comedic actor and great at improvising and has that ridiculous voice of course which he even lowered in the recordings to the point where he would get lightheaded and we'd have to (laughs) stop just to let him get his kind of breath back but um he would he would be able to just like take that material and and riff with it and kind of bring that that slightly punch drunk, drunk character to life
0: uh, that that's great. Yeah, the final half hour of Rumble which has uh, them in it a lot really really funny. Hamish Grieve, the director of Rumble is my guest right now on the LCJ Q&A podcast. It is on Paramount Plus this Wednesday, December the 15th. You also have Michael Buffer who gets to say let's get ready to rumble in this. Did that moment give you chills?
1: <laughs> it was it was amazing having him come in and just kind of say okay, let's 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 hear it. Any any did it, and then it's pretty hard to direct that. Can you uh, with more feeling now, Mike? <laughs> it's, his, it's his catchphrase, so it was yeah, it was amazing to have him do that. And then he did a bunch of other stuff for us. He does um, for some of the voiceover stuff at the beginning that works really well because he he's just you know, he recognize that voice immediately, and he's, you've heard it so many times and so many big occasions that it really helps set up that first fight.
0: Monster wrestling, animated movie, you got to have Michael Buffer in this, too. Yeah. I want to point out one other voice cast member you have, and that is Tony Danza. Tony Danza, who I, many watched on Who's the Boss? I watched when he had a talk show years ago. Um, He doesn't do a lot of movies, and it's really cool that he was able to be part of this one. What was so special about working with Tony Danza, and what did he see in this project uh, that made him want to become attached to it?
1: Well, again, much like Terry, actually, Tony was... A boxer, you know, for a long time. and That's right. Sparred with, sparred with some of the greats, actually, um, and so he just really understood this world. He understood this coach character inside out, and and was just so like giving in his performance. It was it was so much fun to see him just like really go there and give it his all. And Siggy's one of my favorite characters in the movie. I mean, I wish I wish there was more of him, um, honestly. But hard to do in an 85 minute movie. <laughs> Trust me, there's a whole backstory about Siggy, but laugh. I'll put in the um, sequel or
0: something. <laughs> nice, yes. Yeah, more of him and, and more of Mac and Mark. Get, get all of them together. That that would be really good.
1: Exactly. I mean, you want to find out how Sydney lost his leg, right?
0: <laughs> you you want to find out more about all these characters because they're so likable, they're so energetic and are going to make kids and parents smile as they watch this entire movie. And I really like what Rumble says about generations and families and legacy what did you in in receiving this movie uh, six years after it, it started what what did you want to accomplish with those themes of family and and legacy and generations
1: well it's, it's funny because you, you come into a movie and you, you know you're, you're searching for this kind of unifying principle you know the theme or the conversation or whatever you want to call it and we had this we sort of already had this structure with the two parents and it, it just It just seemed the most natural thing in the world. You're making a movie about these two characters whose parents were the best at what they did. And it's how do you deal with that? And it's a very specific problem in a way for them. Not everyone has parents who are the best in the world at what they do, right? It was trying to find the universal part of that. And, of course, we all come from somewhere. We all come from a family or don't come from a family. We're all struggling to figure out how we relate to the past and what our own path is going forward. And that sort of became what their story is about. Yeah, once, once we figured that out, everything sort of fell into place. And and you're right, it's, it's, it is a movie about a legacy and how you kind of honor legacy, and people really seem to be sparking to that. So I'm really happy about that. <laughs> of yeah. course, like, I have my own issues with my dad, who is actually also a director. Um, so maybe there's some personal stuff in there as well.
0: You stuck a few things in. Okay, okay. Yeah, with the flashbacks that you show and with the dialogue, and with the situations, especially uh, later on in the film, you definitely get that emotional side to it, and I think audiences will really respond to that. Uh, You were previously at uh, DreamWorks, working on some movies, including the hilarious Captain Underpants film that came out in 2017. Is that how you um, came in touch with Simon Otto, who was here on the podcast recently, and is an animation consultant on this film?
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, you know, DreamWorks is a... A pretty tight place, or was, and um, yeah, me and Simon go way back. And so, when there was a chance of him coming in and kind of bringing his like insane expertise to the uh, to help get all the animations up to speed and to kind of really drill down on what our animation style was, you know, it's such a joy to have him. And uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good friend, so it was, it was great to have him. <laughs> I really really bring the quality up to to the place that it needed to be. Um, yeah, I mean, all of like honestly, my production designer, Christoph was at DreamWorks, Matt Landon, who was my editor, was the editor on uh, Captain Underpants, <laughs> so it was a bit of a an old old school show in that respect. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I am friends with uh, Simon and uh, his wife Fumi and uh, yeah, glad you were able to uh, collaborate with him on this. And yeah, the characters look great. The the wrestling scenes look fantastic. Everything you do with the crowds is is really really good. And as we wrap things up here Hamish, this movie, I remember seeing a trailer for this almost 2 years ago before Sonic the Hedgehog, and I'm so glad that it's finally here. What does it mean to you that this is going to be on Paramount Plus for families for this holiday season? Season.
1: Yeah, I think we I think we hold a record for the gap between a first trailer and an actual <laughs> release or something, which is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just really happy that people are going to be able to watch it this Christmas, because I, I do think it's a fun family movie, you know, and it's about family, and I think people aren't really expecting that of it. I think they, you know, it's it's an underdog story it's giant monsters it's wrestling but um you know i don't think it i don't i think it doesn't have any expectations around it so hopefully it's also going to really be an emotional as well as a ridiculous silly giant monster movie watch
0: <laughs> it is fun it has a great emotional core Really likable characters and absolutely worth the wait. Rumble is on Paramount+. Plus This Wednesday, December 15th, director Hamish Grieve, thank you so much for being on the LCJ Q&A today.
1: Oh, my pleasure. It's uh, really, really fun to talk about the movie.
0: Oh, yeah, because it is a fun movie. I'm I'm glad it's fun to talk about it because it's a fun one to watch. Absolutely. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LCJ Q&A podcast. For more, go to lights-camera-jackson.com.